Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. Today is a bit of a special one. We have hit episode 60. Uh, joining me on today's podcast is, of course, the man who has been with me since the start of the journey, Jaminator. Good evening, pal. Evening, buddy. How you doing? Congratulations on the, the big 6-0. Not too bad, not too bad. Yes, big milestone. Here's to the next 60 um, after today's. Um, joining us on today's episode are two debuts. So, and it, it all feels a little bit like royalty because uh, we've got two champions uh, on today's uh, today's one. So, Mark the Shark. Good evening, Mark. Good evening, guys. Hope you're all well. And congratulations on the 60th episode of the podcast. Yeah, really no, good. Thank you very much. And uh, it's good to have you on. And also joining us today is Sofa. Good evening, Sofa. Hello. Thanks for having me. Good to have you on um, for, for today's episode. So uh, just to run through the agenda uh, for today. So we're going to start off with the Premiership, uh, followed by the Championship. We're then going to hear from Bertie in the golf. Uh, we're then going to go to League One to round that up uh, before having a little look at the F1 uh, in terms of the sort of teams and uh, thoughts ahead of the season. Uh, we're then going to go over to Sofa, who's going to give us a, a look ahead to the upcoming uh, season of the head-to-head. And then to round off today's episode, we're going to talk uh, team of the season. So... We're going to start off with the Premiership, and uh, congratula- uh, congratulations must go out to Jaxi, who's won the league. Uh, he pipped Berger to that spot uh, by three points. Uh, I think he uh, beat Stevie in the last two games of the season, um, who, who was also up there um, in the sort of top three. Uh, so, Jaxi, Berger, Stevie in the top three, uh, followed by Sean, yourself, Jam in fifth. Uh, Aaron, myself, River and Soggy uh, all in those sort of middle spots uh, followed by Suter Precluse Jeff who was in the playoff uh, Wardy and Naked's going down uh, automatically Jeff and Suter have played and Jeff will be uh, joining Wardy and Naked in the championship next season unfortunately um, Jam, I'm going to come to you first, fifth in the league only six points behind fourth I, I don't think you can grumble too much at the season you've had no, disappointing, mate. Disappointing. Um, <clears throat> I think for me, I would, um, I'd have liked to have finished fourth. I think I completely underestimated Stevie Boy. We all knew that Jaxie and Berger would probably be the top two. Um, that was always going to be uh, written in the stars there. I think for me, top four would have been nice. Um, just came up against, unfortunately for me, my bogey player in the uh, the last game of the last fixtures of the season. Who's Aaron? I just I cannot beat him for the life of me at the minute. You know, but you you know you look at my last five games. You know, only picking up four points in the last five. You know, if I'd have turned, if I'd have managed to uh, to beat Rivman in both games, uh, rather than sharing the points, if I'd have managed to beat Sean in one of the games there as well, or like I say, you know, taking points off Aaron properly as well, I'd have yeah. been in that top four. But you know, look, it is what it is. I think next season will be incredible. I mean, ne- we say it every season, don't we? But I think next season's Premiership um, with the boys from the Championship coming up as well will be very, very competitive. A lot more than this season's has been. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, for definitely. absolutely for sure. Um, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, that's it. It's going to be really, really tight next season, I think. And I think you'll see the sort of points uh, even closer. Um, 
Mark, obviously you will be joining us in the Premiership uh, next season. Some of the names at the start of the season that you know came up in discussions were about Riverman and Soggy Cabbages, um, especially Riverman. Uh, you know there were some question marks over whether he'd stay in the division um, or go down. He has managed to stay in the division, and he's done it by six points clear of that sort of relegation spot. Um, next season, though. Riverman, Soggy? Well, yeah, Riverman's done well. I mean, he's quite comfortably stayed in this this season. 32 points. Um, Soggy's only just managed to, to stay up. But, yeah, I need to be targeting them boys when I come up um, next season. Um, yeah, hopefully I'll have second season syndrome and um, struggle. This is what I know. Well, I don't even have that. I know he'd go down first season when I come up to look for him. But yeah, I've done, I've done well to stay up. Congratulations to him, really. I mean, just because you've got the Norwich brand mark doesn't mean you have to do what Norwich do in real life. You do know that. <laughs> <clears throat> it's true. At least, I've, hopefully, I buy some players that might uh, keep me up. <laughs> I think I think what Mark says there about um, second season syndrome is is absolutely bang on. I mean, we saw um, you know last season we were sat here on the the end of the podcast and we were talking about suited and Shelbourne and how much of a good season they'd had in their first season of the Prem. Yeah. I mean, both from the uh, from from the Championship, you can argue that River and Soggy have pretty much emulated them. You know, to the letter really, Soggy uh, very much doing the Sam Allardyce. You know, I mean, minus twenty-three goal difference, but you know, four wins out of his last five, he's managed to stay in the division. Um, so fair play to him, because again, that that playoff is an absolute lottery. If you go into that playoff, Suited and Jeff would have both been probably pinning their hopes on the fact they were gonna gonna come out on top. Um, for me, I think uh, Riverman as well, like like you alluded to there, uh, Mark. He's he's comfortably stayed up. He's done phenomenally well this season. So uh, more power to him, really. Yeah, I mean, obviously, to sort of looking at Riverman's record, he's won ten, drawn two, um, and lost twelve. But I mean, it, the sort of point gap between uh, sort of playoff spots and the uh, the ones that went down and him it is quite comfortable, really. Um, and some of the players in his team he's utilized really well um so far obviously looking um looking from a bit further down the uh down the chain is there any sort of players in that division that perhaps as um will find themselves disappointed um at the end of the season than perhaps they would have liked at the start well i'm a bit surprised that Gemini is uh, disappointed with the season because uh, there are Prem players. Uh, first, uh, congratulations to Shaq uh, for winning the Prem. And uh, I didn't expect Berger to be that high, but there are Prem players uh, which I can never beat in a friendly or head-to-head game or anything, uh, like Berger or Stevie Boy. I just don't have a chance to just toy with me. While Terminator constantly gets beaten in friendlies uh, by all sorts of people, and uh, also in head-to-head, I've seen the latest head-to-head results from Terminator. That's actually shocking results. So I think yeah, you did uh, pretty well uh, to, to place fifth in the prem. Right, you know, I figured out, boys, why I can't hear him very well. It's because he's obviously two divisions below us. That's why I can't hear him very well. Mike, that makes sense now. Fair enough. I understand why you're struggling with that mic so far. Is that all they give you in League One? Is that all you can afford? That's yeah, such a... we all get uh, smaller microphones, <laughs> Brilliant. Um, no, I mean, it's going to be interesting next season. Um, because obviously coming up and we're going to move on to the championship now uh 
coming up from the championship is obviously we've alluded yourself mark paul lowes paul lowes is joining him um and <clears throat> just get this right has this plunkett plunkett that's <laughs> it plunkett comes up through the playoff uh, fair play to plunkett I will just go down quickly what the table finished. So, Mark in top, Paul in second. Joe, Buncey, Plunkett and Wells are finished in the playoff spots. Uh, Ryan Jones, Bertie and Wince are in those sort of middle places that don't do anything. Tuggy and Lost Boy in the playoff. And then Hilly and Payne Wales, perhaps no real surprise there, going down through the automatic spots. So, Mark, we can only come to you first. Play 24, 120, drawn one, lost three. Um, well, <laughs> there's not much more to say, really. <laughs> it's been a good, no. really, really, really good season. Yeah, I can't complain with the season at all. I mean, that is a great record, even if I do say so myself, but it's not been easy. Um, Paul, Joe, Buncey, a couple of the other guys have been been playing really well, and, and it was like it was tight all the way to the end. I mean, it could have been either or any of us really in the playoffs, but um. For me personally, I've had a great season. Came runner-up in the um, Eliminator Cup as well. Didn't even try to tank that. Um, but yeah, great season and stiff competition. And you know, I'm really surprised actually. I, I said in the shout box earlier that um, Joe lost to Plunkett. Um, the fair play, like I said, Jam. Fair play to Plunkett. Is um, he's pulled out of the bag from nowhere. No one expected him to. To go up this season, I don't think, and um, got 37 points, I think he finished on, which is what nearly 20 points behind uh, Buncey, and he's gone up to the Premiership. But great stuff for him. Well, I think you you look at it as well, and like you rightly say there as well, 37 points. If if things would have gone wrong, you know, Plunkett, Wells, uh, you know, Rye Jones could have easily replaced them in the playoffs. Mm. Um, you know, Plunkett, he held on towards the end of the uh, the season, you know, getting digging out a few decent results there. You know, actually lost to Tuggy, you know, who's who's gone down to uh, to League One oh, um, yeah. in his penult- uh, second to last game. So, you know, I think <clears throat> for me, you, you mentioned obviously the Ash when you run down the, the lads in the championship there. Yeah. We all knew it was between the top four as to who was going to go up automatically. Yeah. And I think like almost like you sort of see in real life, there's that shift sometimes, isn't there, where they always say it's actually good sometimes to get a late surge towards the playoffs towards the end of the season because yeah. you carry that momentum in with you obviously it didn't really happen for Wells so, you know four games lost on the trot in his last five um coming into the playoffs Plunkett like you say he managed to get in there and managed to do the business really um and you know I think maybe missing out on automatic promotion in terms of Joe and Bunsey potentially just you know knocked them a little bit and maybe that combined with Plunkett potentially being so lower down what I think it's uh, you know what it's double digits points deficit compared to those two. Mm. Maybe they maybe they underestimated him a little yeah, bit. I don't know. I think uh, just looking here, it's a 17 point difference between Plunkett and Buncey uh, and Joe. Um, I mean that's crazy. You you go 17 points down from Plunkett and you go you know what to to Wince who just managed to stay up in the um, you know avoid the relegation playoff. So. It's, it's, it's a phenomenal achievement by Plunkett. And again, it'll be interesting, very similar to Soggy and River, to see how he does in um, in the Prem next season. That's the beauty of the playoffs, isn't it? I mean, you can you finish oh, in sixth place and, and go up. So, um, yeah, really, really well done to him. That's it. I mean, um, so far, obviously, you will be uh, 
occupying this division come next season. Um, are you looking for? I mean, just looking at some of the names, obviously in there that are sort of uh, that stay. You know, Wince, Bertie, Rye Jones, uh, Lost Boys, obviously now going to stay in that division with uh, Joe Buncey and Welser. Um, looking ahead to next season, some some good ties there. I'm actually I'm actually quite happy. I'm quite happy that uh, Mark is going up a division because I can never beat him. Or basically. <laughs> I'm glad that Paul Lowe is going up because uh, his uh, his attack is just phenomenal. Like and uh, every every single attack he does against me, he scores. So I'm glad he's not in uh, my division next season. Um, I'm a bit surprised by Payne Wales that he's uh, going down so drastically because uh, two wins in 24 games that's uh, really a low. Um, especially as uh, it usually gives me a good game as well. So. Uh, yeah, that's a bit surprising here. Uh, I mean, uh, what I wanted to say as well is uh, that uh, congratulations to Mark with uh, 20 wins in 24 games. That's uh, the highest number of wins across all divisions. Uh, Shark only had uh, 19 wins. Uh, myself, I only had 18, 18 wins. So 20 wins uh, is uh, quite quite a good run. Solid. Well done. Especially in what we we often say is one of the most competitive divisions as well. Um, touching on what you said there, Sofa, and, and the question that Ash posed, that Ash posed to you as well, in terms of the, the players that are going to be in Championship next season, would it be fair to say that, again, potentially putting aside Joe and Buncey, the players coming down from the Prem aren't particularly strong? Again, you're looking at maybe Jeff, Buncey and, and Joe are going to be the favourites next season. Uh, well, Joe was uh, already on top of this uh, table a few a few uh, match days uh, ago, so I actually thought he would win it. Um, so yes, I think uh, Joe might uh, might be on top next season as well. Yeah, it's interesting for sure. It is interesting. <clears throat> what do you think, Ash? I mean, again, you're asking you're the one asking the question today. But what do you think about the championship? I mean, you've you've been in there more frequently than than me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, what, uh, what do you think? Do you, is there any shocks that you uh, you would say um, in there? No, I don't think so. I mean, I, I, just quickly, I, was, I remember at the start of the season. I think did Buncey say he was going to go up automatically? We might have to go yep. back on a previous. I might have to go back and have a little look. Um, no, I mean, you sort of look at it. Mark's lost three games all season. The same with Paul Lowe's. I mean, you know, Paul Lowe's is back in the Premiership next season. And the last time he was in the Prem, um, he had a bit of a mixed record. So I'm looking forward to seeing how Paul does next season um, in the top division. But I mean, yeah, you know, the, the guys that are going down from that division, Painwell, Hilly um, and Tuggy, it's um, they're being replaced by people that are, are, have been really good. Uh, obviously, we'll talk about the League One shortly in terms of players that are going up. Uh, I mean, in the past, the Championship has been one of the most competitive leagues um, out of the three, you know. And um, although perhaps we've not seen that this season in terms of the sort of top three or top four, you see the golf between, uh, you know, Buncey and Joe in third and fourth with 54 points and Plunkett and Wells are with 37 and 35 respectively. Um next season will be interesting because obviously the players coming down from the champion, uh, the premiership um, and those coming up from uh, league one, I-, I think will make for an interesting, uh, an interesting league next season. 
So I mean, just on on, on what um, what Soph was saying, Mark, as well. In term, um, Ashley, in terms of uh, Paulo's attack, yeah. it really does actually back up. I'm just hovering over the last five fixtures now. It really does back up a, a statement I made in the championship thread um, on the forum the other day, saying about the try-hard results that I was putting through towards the end of the season. Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ, Mark. Obviously, we'll, we'll go with you. So out of the last five, you won one nine one seven two six one. And then your last two games were a bit sketchy, two and four. Um, Paul Lowe's, 11-1 versus Hilly, 5-2, 6-2, and 4-1. And Joe very much did the same, you know, 6-0 against Wince, 7-1 against Rye Jones, 8-1 against Rye Jones. Some of the um, some of the games in there, you know, the, these lads were, despite what they, some of them might say, and to be fair, Mark, you've been very... Uh, forward you know in in the sense that you wanted promotion you wanted to uh, you wanted to get that uh, that title some yeah. of the guys who sometimes you know call other people out for being tryhards and you know maybe uh, maybe like to get a rise out of people in that sense it's quite interesting to see some of these results go through um from some of the names maybe that wouldn't normally you'd associate with that just uh, if you just look at the goal difference uh, they mm. the first four they are uh, way above everyone else in this division I mean, you have 56 for Mark, 72 for Paul Lowe, 50 for Joe, 50 for Bansi, and then Blanket on uh, number five has minus four goal <laughs> difference. And uh, it's not getting any better from there on. No, so, I mean, I think, you know, it's we... Really a big gap. It's, it's... It's a sort of fact well known on on the site that people have got their little you know clicks if you want to call it that you know the WhatsApp group the Facebook chat group etc cetera, etc. Cetera. I think that whereas Mark and Paul were probably driven on to get back to where they normally are and you know bit and bobbing between the Premier and the Championship, I feel like Joe and Bunsey were were purely fueled by hatred of Riverman and the <laughs> fact that he's ahead of them in the the league standings, um, which will continue again for next season. So congratulations, River and commiserations, Bunsey and Joe. Yeah, that's it. Um, right, we're going to move on, and we're going to move away from the, the uh, FIFA slightly for now, and we're going to go over to the world of the golf. So, Bertie, take it away for this week's uh, segment. Thanks, guys. It's great to be back on the podcast talking about the AG Golf Tour. This season, we're doing something a little different. We're having a match play league with two groups of seven, the top two qualify for the final stages and everybody else plays off against their opposite position in the other group. Nearly everybody has dropped points apart from one golden man and that is Wizfox. He has won all five games and has already qualified for the final stages from group one. It looks like Riverman will join him but there's still a few games to be played yet and he could be ousted by Gazgrass, Sudaritlus or maybe even Hilly. In Group 2, I lead the way along with Joe, but Bunsey, Paul Lowe's and the Wins are still in the shake-up and it could go down to the final game. The big question is who's going to be contesting the wooden spoon? At the moment, it looks like Turners will be up against Burger Boy and that has as much interest as who's going to finish at the top. By the time we come to the next podcast, we should be at the final stages and hopefully I'll be back to update you. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much for that, Bertie. Right, we're going to move back to FIFA and we're going to move to League One. Um, so, obviously, Sofa, as is the champion. Well done, Sofa. Uh, 
Bry has finished in second spot. Uh, and then I'll just run down the table in terms of where they finished. So Raz, Worm, Rhino and Storm were in the playoff spots. Uh, followed by Harry, Wizfox, Tunners, Satie, Diodex, Gazgrass and then Andy Brill uh, at the bottom. Um, obviously, so far, we're going to start with you. Play 24. 118, drawn three, lost three. Again, uh, only lost three games all season. Um, it, it, tell us how you, how it's gone. Well, I was a, a big surprise myself because I didn't expect it. Uh, after last season, I had a paid Wales position in the championship. I was uh, rock bottom with uh, no chance for anything. Uh, basically, I could only bring some bottles or water or something like this. Um, so, but uh, the new FIFA, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was the new FIFA. Maybe it was the time that I just spent more time on FIFA. Helped me out, uh, really. Um, in the beginning of the season, it started well against the uh, Wizfox. I had two easy win wins. But then I lost against the uh, Diodex, which uh, formerly known as Charge, Charge Bread or Charge Dread. Um, that was a bit of a downside, um, but then, I mean, my my best uh, my best victory probably was I was uh, very lucky that uh, Dearest Storm had the match against me when uh, at the time he couldn't find the tackle button, so I got lucky here. <laughs> um, yeah, I lost the game against Rhino as well, fourth three. That was uh, really really uh, the down. The downfall almost. Uh, I think I, I'm cracking now, and Big B and Russ will catch up, or even Emotional Worm was so on top of that uh, table for a long time as well. So it was a, a tough fight. And I mean, in the end, uh, big two, between Big B and me is only one point, so could have easily been Big B up uh, on top as well. Yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting because obviously at a point, you know, that sort of top two positions did alternate um, a little bit between yourself and and Bry. Um, Jam, obviously mm. Bry's going up in that second spot. I, I think this FIFA suits him um, in terms of the way he plays. Uh, would you agree? And are you surprised um, or are you surprised or not surprised to see Bry going up? Firstly, I would agree. I think the the style of the game suits him. I think the way he plays goes hand in hand with the the metrics this game. I, I think that um, I'm I'm not surprised to see him going up. I think when we were, if memory serves, when we were talking about the um, the potential runners and riders for the championship um, promotion this season, uh, sorry, League One promotion this season. I think you know I I think I actually had Sofa down as my favourite. So I'm glad to see that's come off. Well done, mate. Um, I would uh, I would say that Bry and um, and Raz were, were up there as well as as well as Storm. I think that the for me that the main shock has been Worm, who I think we'll come to later on. But no, in terms of Bry, I think you know he's um, he's you know again he's very similar to what Mark does with the Premiership and the the Championship. He sort of bits and bobs between the Championship and League One. Um, I think, you know, the challenge for him now is going to be consolidation. Can he do what Wintz has done this season and, and stay up in the championship? And if he's going to do it, it's going to be on this FIFA, like you say. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've already said that I think this uh, this FIFA suits him and it's going to be interesting to see uh, what he does in the championship next season um, with some of the other names in there. Um, Mark, let's, let's talk about the playoffs. So, uh, it was... Let me get this 
it's, it's, uh, it's Raz and Storm in the final. Uh, we're not getting that. Uh, <laughs> We're not getting that Rhino Storm final that we uh, we, <laughs> we, were never, we were never getting that final. <laughs> we would have liked to have seen. Um, I mean, Jam's just hit the nail on the head regarding Worm, who at one point looked like he was going to uh, go up automatically. Yeah, Worm was flying early season, wasn't he? He's doing really well. Everyone thought he was going to like win it out of cancer, I think. But I don't know what happened. He just something clicked, and he just he just lost it, didn't he? Lost it completely, and. Um, when you look at Raz, I mean, look at his, his last five games, like five wins. Um, he's on form. He's doing really well. But yeah, um, well, I don't know what happened to him. Maybe we'll have to get him on the next podcast to ask him. I mean, but, from, um, a, from a from from a tactical point of view, Mark, I think that for me, looking watching the game, I think what happened was people worked it out. You know, mm, people. Mm. It's very similar to sort of you know Liverpool in real life this season and and Man City seasons before. I think people have worked out that. If if Plan A doesn't work with Worm, the, it's kind of Plan B is just keep trying Plan A. You know, I think that you know lump it over to you know his fast four forwards that just absolutely blitz down the pitch and and put it in the back of the net. And yeah. you know, it's no co- for me, it's no coincidence that and regardless what he says, Harry definitely plays drop back. And it's no coincidence that he lost both games to Harry. You know, Harry probably put two banks forward, drop back, lowest depth and fair play to Harry you know he's caught Worm on the counter and, and put him away you know and I think that's that's what's happened you know if he hadn't lost those games he'd have been in a in a um, he'd have been in a different playoff game you know yeah. he'd have been in a, a different different game so like you say it's it's very very interesting um, it really is but hey let's uh, let's maybe ask him like you say and, and get his version of events yes it's just uh, Joseph Martinez who's a uh scored 42 goals I think did he yeah, yeah, um, yeah so yeah you, you mark him out of the game and he well Adam Armstrong also scored 35 so you mark him two out of the game and maybe you can you can beat him but that's obviously what's happened but yeah with the playoffs I'm not sure um, who's in the finals at Raz and yeah, Storm did you say Raz yeah I mean they're both yeah they're both um, playing well at the moment aren't they so it can be a 50-50 toss up wait hold on a second is it Raz and Storm is it uh, I don't think I don't think it is. It can't be Raz and Storm actually. I was, just, I was the one who said Raz and Storm at the start, so I do apologise. Mm. It can't be Raz and Storm because Raz and Storm the, have the got to play game. still, haven't they? No, it was the first game. It was the it's, first game. It's, it's, it's Worm and Storm. Ooh. It's Worm, worm and Storm. Oh, oh, worm and Storm. Oh, right, okay. Exactly. I do apologise. <laughs> Raz and Storm. We do do our research, guys. <laughs> <laughs> worm and Storm. Okay, worm so storm. out of the worm two, out of the two, who goes up? Well, I've got to go for for Storm on um, Worm's last few games and his uh, his demise. I was going to go for Storm. It's like uh, Sova said, he's found the um, the tackle button. He's also found the shoot button as well. So um, I'm going to go for Storm for going up. Um, Jam. Uh, worm. I think. I think that uh, for all we just talked about in terms of Joseph Martinez and Adam Armstrong and Jimenez and. The sort of plethora of attacking talent that he's got, I think that it's going to be too much. I think, um, I think it'll be a hell of a game though. I think it'll be like a four-three or a five-four. I don't think um, either will go down without a fight. Uh, Sofa, I go with uh, Moshe Worm. He he's going to win. He's going to crush your storm stacky button. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think it'll be. I think it'll be Worm. Um, 
I think Worm will rediscover the form that he had earlier in the season uh, in the one-off game that they all seem to do at this stage of the season. I mean, just a, just a quick shout out as well. Um, we, we don't normally touch on sort of below below the playoffs in League One again, partly because then there's there's nothing to play for essentially. Um, but I remember on the, sitting here on the last pod, or potentially even the pod before, we talked about um, somebody that could have a really key role in deciding where the title goes, um, and that man was Saty because he had both Big B and Sofa to play in the last two fixtures. And I mean, Sofa obviously will come to you for sort of first hand on this, but you know, Saty managed to take points off both of you. You know, he managed to beat both of you. So, are you shocked to see Saty down there in tenth? I mean, a lot of people come out and say that you know he's, he's always improving at FIFA and there's a chance that he could maybe push on and, and potentially surge into the playoffs in that last place, but it never really seems to materialise. So, what what do you sort of think about that? Uh, Sate is a very good player. I played him uh, very, very often in the head-to-head games. I played a lot of friendlies against him. And uh, sometimes I'm winning, sometimes he's winning. So it's not really surprising that he beat me 6-3 in uh, our last game as well. Mm. Um, I'm not surprised that he beat Big B as well because he really is a good player. He's really good at keeping the ball. He's uh, creating uh, chances, but Usually, then he just passes back and doesn't shoot and just don't attack the goal, and that's why he's uh, down down there. I think it's, mm. it's he could he could he could be better, but uh, maybe he's a bit too def- defensively or not uh, want to give up the ball. And uh, maybe if he shoots more often, then he would score more goals. Sure. Yeah. Um... Right, we're going to move on, and we're going to move. Uh, we're going to quickly look at the F1. Um, so obviously, uh, we're, we're starting a brand new season. Um, myself, Mark, and uh, and Jam, we all occupy Division One. Um, firstly, uh, are you happy with your teams, Jam? Oh, absolutely. I'm glad to see the back of the um, the Ferrari. I think that I'm really quite happy to um, to be the lead driver in Renault um, over uh, my inferior partner, Burger Boy. Um, so, uh, you know, Renault were uh, very happy to have me. I think that they spent all their budget on me, and unfortunately we could only afford Burger as the, uh, the secondary driver. Um, that being said, I spun out and finished second bottom yesterday. <laughs> um but no, do you know what? Like, I, um, I, yeah, very happy with the car. Um, you know, Burger's always a good laugh and a good lad to have on the team. So yeah, I can't. Um, I couldn't really be happier to be honest. I think I was never going to get a, a Mercedes, Red Bull, etc. So Renault or um, or sort of McLaren, something like that would have been would have been great. Um, Mark, obviously in the Red Bull this season with Hilly. Um, yeah. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I am. Um, obviously, I was with Ferrari as well with Jam last season. Um, obviously we didn't work too well together um, well I didn't anyway um, I've not really been playing a game that much I just come in on a, on a Monday night half an hour before we start and see what the track's like and normally finish last or spin out but this season I'm going to try and um, get a bit more practice in um, I've done okay actually in the, in the Red Bull it's a nice car I think I came 6th place I could have easily come like 4th I think or 5th but I am um, I hit Berger. I was catching him up for a few laps, and I just went into the back of him when he he made a mistake, and I screwed my wing up. 
So um, yeah, that put me put me back. But I managed to hold on for six. So yeah, I'm looking for maybe a mid-table finish this season. Yeah, and I mean, I sort of looking towards the top of the table, Soggy and Buncey. Um, is it difficult to look really much past them? Um, Jam. Uh, I think you. Do you know what? I think you potentially can. I think it's completely different to FIFA. If anyone who doesn't play the F1, which I know isn't many people now, a lot of people play play both. But it, it, when you look at FIFA, if you if you rock up at the start of the Premiership and you see, you know, um, Jack C. Berger and Suvi, and now Stevie as well. You know, Stevie's got quite a poor squad. Jaxie's got a poor squad. Burger's got a good squad. But it doesn't really matter. It's the person who's got the controller in their hand, and it's the person who's doing the, you know, the, the actual gaming themselves. Whereas with F1, um, you know, credit where credit's due, we we've seen really really good car allocation. I think this season, um, across personally across both divisions as well. Um, I know some people wouldn't necessarily agree, especially in Division Two. Um, but I think that um, you know, hats off to uh, to Joe and and I think the guys in Div Two as well. Hats off to them for coming forward and saying you know where they think everybody is in that division because obviously Joe doesn't race with them on a weekly basis. Um, I think the car allocation is an absolute key element. And for me, you know, had we had I not have invalidated last last night, had it not been a full wet race in Australia, you know, it it could have been completely different. Um, so no, I, I think that um, I think yeah, Soggy and and and, um, and Bunsey are going to be up there for sure. But I would not write off anybody doing well. I mean, we saw Aaron, you know, who wasn't a massive racer of, of F1, do phenomenal things in that Red Bull last season. So if Mark does what he says he's going to do and put practice in, you could even see Mark, you know, racing up that table. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Um... What about you, though? Are you happy to be back in uh, in the big boys division, actually well, racing people of the same calibre, rather we, we than give it a couple of weeks. Size and all that? <laughs> we give it a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, obviously in the Ferrari with Aaron. Um, Not in the same one. No, well, Aaron is the, uh, <laughs> is the superior driver. I'm just a little minion on the side. Um, but, yeah, no, uh, didn't have a good race last night on, us, uh, on Australia. Um, but it can only get better yeah, as the season Bahrain goes on. Is, you can turn up and race Australia. You cannot turn up and race Bahrain. You have to practice. Yeah. You really um, do. <laughs> just looking, obviously, at Division 2, um, you know, some of the names in there. Um, I, I think this season you'll see more and more winners. Um, I think, was it Riverman who won last night? Um in Australia, I might be wrong, um, but obviously Harry's in the Williams again. Um, yeah, if you can stay away from him, um, <laughs> you, you do all right. Um, sort of just looking at that division. Um, I mean, obviously it's difficult to know, especially you sort of Division One boys that have uh, not raced with any of them. Um, is there anyone there that you, you, you think? Is gonna do. It's gonna do well. Perhaps, maybe not like you know we expect Soggy or Buncey to do, but um, anyone that we can think, yeah, is gonna be there pretty much every week. I've I've got two. I'll I'll go first if that's all right. My my two are um, Pain Wales. Um, Pain Wales. I think if he didn't, if he wasn't so concerned about, if he had a little bit more Harry in him, let's say, I think Pain um, 
very much thinks, all right, okay, in F1, you'd give him a bit of space here or you'd do this there. And I think he needs to be a little bit more um, full throttle and a bit more daring and maybe put a few noses at a joint. And I think Payne could fly up the league. And the other one is um, potentially Andy Brill. I think Andy Brill, um, you know, he's in a Mercedes. I think, you know, that car next se- uh, this season could, could do wonders for, for him. So I would say they're my, my two tips to do well this season. Um, Mark? I'd have to agree with Jam with um with Payne. I think he'll um he'll do quite well. Um I know he enjoys the game. Um I think he's got a bit of practice in, so yeah, I think he's gonna he's gonna be up there. Um also probably I don't really know many of the races in that division, sorry. But um Bertie, I think I think he's got it in him to do well. I'm not sure what car is in this season. Uh, but, um, I think it might be the Alpha Tori. Oh, okay. I don't. To be honest with you, I don't really know much about F1. Don't know what cars are good, what cars are bad. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that'd be my two picks. Yeah, it is going to be. Uh, it is going to be good. I, I'm looking forward to hearing all the uh, all the posts on a Tuesday morning about how Harry's taken someone out. Um, <laughs> right, we're going to move on, and uh, we're going to move. I'm going to hand over to Sofa, who's going to uh, talk a little bit about the upcoming head-to-head season. So. Uh, so far, I'll take it away. Yeah, I'm not uh, only talking about the upcoming head-to-head season, season six, but also about season five, which is uh, at the time of uh, the recording, not yet uh, fully done. But uh, I've brought some stats, actually. Um, as uh, you probably know, I'm helping out the staff team of AG since uh, mid of February, so roughly around the 12th of February or something like this. Season five started 1st of February, and only three days later, um, well, when I came in on the 15th of February, Burger Boy already hit the maximum target of 100 games, which I think mm. is uh, really phenomenal to get 100 games against uh, AG members in uh, 15 days. That's uh, quite an achievement. Absolutely. Um, mm. He probably won most of it. Uh, let me see. Uh, out of 100 games, he won 65 games. Well, no wonder he's uh, on top of, uh, or at least high up the, the prem. He didn't win, but uh, almost. Um, coming uh, to the stats of uh, season five, we have in this, um, well, let's say one and a half months, it is now, since 1st of February. Uh, there were 692 games played, which is uh, quite quite a, a nice sum. It was uh, 4,649 goals scored, and I guess uh, tonight, the, which is the last day of the, the season um, at the time of the recording, uh, I guess there will be a couple of more. Uh, we counted 83 clean sheets, which is uh, really interesting uh, given that basically everyone scores on the FIFA. Um, it's quite good as well. So there will be quite a lot of uh, Scudo being dished out as uh, in season five, it was 30 million for target one, which is 100. This uh, of course only goes to Berger and Paul Lowe. Congratulations, Paul Lowe as well. And they will get 50 million Scudos. 
burger doesn't need so, it, give it to someone else. <laughs> yeah, Paul, no, I know me. <laughs> Maybe you can get some quicker players in. Um, yeah. I also counted how many players were actually in, in the season. Um, 31 members participated um, out of HE, which uh, is quite nice. It's not everyone, but it's uh, like, say, most of it. So it's actually quite quite a good of a turnout. Um, and yeah, the, the reason why we ended season five, because basically it was supposed to go until uh, the end of the month, but uh, we had the feeling it stalled down a little bit. There was not so much movement anymore. Uh, some people were not able to play anymore because of the divisional rule and stuff like this. And uh, we want everyone to participate and everyone be able to participate. So we start the new season. Um, the new season started on Wednesday or starts on Wednesday at the time of the recording. Uh, we planned to do it as a monthly installment. So it will, it will always go for one month and that's it. That's why it uh, goes only until the end of the month. We have, uh, a few new rules, a few old rules as well. Um, basically, to get uh, to get it a bit more welcoming for new members, we want uh, new members to enjoy as well and uh, get to to play the old members. Um, with uh, with uh, what's it called? We did some some work on the spreadsheet. It uh, should load faster. It, uh, it should be a bit more responsive now. You have some additional information on the spreadsheet, um, like how many games games did I play against each division, each player, or um, what's the, the the highest scoring game, uh, stuff like this. Uh, go check it out. There's a new spreadsheet. It should should cool. load up quicker and everything. And. Yeah, we'll see how the season goes and we will review at the end of the season as uh, we will review all the time anyway, with basically all the events we're doing. Uh, the stuff that works uh, will be kept and the stuff that doesn't work, then uh, we, we, we will alter it. So we'll see how that goes. But I, 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 think, think it's, I think that's all you can. That's all you can really do, and uh, I think uh, you know you you're showing flexibility by the fact you're going to keep reviewing it and and see where we end up. Exactly, and I mean it uh, gives uh, some meaning to friendlies, and uh, you don't have to do it if you don't want to do it. If you think it's uh, a waste of time, then uh, do something else. <laughs> if you want to participate, then go. If uh, not, then you don't have to. So it's uh, basically it's just a, a way to give a bit more meaning to friendlies and uh, enjoy playing against others. And uh, we've also changed the divisional rule that. Uh, you're not uh, penalized anymore if you're playing too many people, but uh, you're encouraged to play more members. Cool. We'll see, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously, uh, over 600 games played in itself is really, really good. And, uh, you know, fair play to those members that have played 100 games um, or near it. Um, and it's good you know it's really good that it runs alongside obviously the uh the main leagues as well so uh yeah, yeah uh, let, let's carry that on right well, it gives, uh, well, it gives uh, uh, an opportunity for the members who can't do all the events uh, to still get some school in and uh, maintain their budget 
Definitely. Definitely. Um, right. We're going to move on. And uh, we're going to move on to the final part of today's episode. And that is the team of the season. So, um, obviously, we've, uh, you know, we, we've sort of discussed previously and uh, we'll discuss on here. Um, the players that we think have stood out uh, this season, we're going to try and put together a starting 11 um, using a 4-4-2 formation. Um, we're going to go from forwards uh, and work our way back. So uh, we pick the two forwards, followed by the four in midfield, followed by the four in defence, followed by the goalkeeper. So, Jam, I'm going to start with you. Yep. Two upfront picks. Okay. Well, one um, I referred to earlier on um, is for me, regardless whether he goes up or not, it's got to be Joseph Martinez. I think. You know, last season Worm wasn't where he is now, and I think the reason he is where he is now is partly down to that player. So, and I think it was Mark or Sofa referred to it earlier on. You know, the the sheer amount of goals that he scored in League One. You know, 42 goals for someone who's not in the top two for one single player is is phenomenal. So, Joseph Martinez absolutely is one of the starting strikers, um, and the other one for me is um, Isak. Um, you know, served both Bunsey and Bertie very, very well. 60 goals in the championship this season, by far and away the lead goal scorer. Um, and just an absolute delight to play with, you know, fast, tall, um, you know, good finisher. I don't think um, you could probably get a more well-rounded um, striker, especially not for the price in terms of wages. So they're, they're my two strikers. Um, so far? Um, I go with uh, Isaac as well, because... Uh... Basically, he scored 60 goals this season. And uh, the second player I picked for striker is uh, Rodrigo, because he scored 63 goals. And that's uh, quite astonishing for one season, for one player. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's it, 60 goals each. Uh, Mark, who have you picked for yeah. two uh, strikers? Okay. Um, just quickly, quick one off topic. It looks as if um, Worm and Storm may be playing their game today as we speak, or they're about to, to play. If you look in the shout box, I'm not sure what Worm's doing, but yeah, just thought I'd put that in there. We might have a result by the end of the, the podcast. But um, I'm going to go for um, <clears throat> one of Paul Lowe's strikers, um, small, nimble player, um, only scored, for, well, only, but 35 goals. He's only 71 rated. Um, Nicola Fernandez is. Um, it's just trouble to play against. It's, it's really nimble and, and, and tricky. Um, considering it's only 71 rated, I think it's done really well with him. I've scored that many goals. Um, and also I've gone for Bebu. Is it how you pronounce it? Stevie mm. Boy. 35 goals. Um, I'm not quite sure if Steve's got a great team. Um, and you could always go with players like um, like you have, like Rodrigo. But Rodrigo's a quality player and he's with a quality manager so he's always going to score a lot of goals so yeah that might too and my two for strikers. I mean, just before you name yours, Ash, uh, just to touch on what you said there, Mark, I mean, disclaimer from me, um, if you're listening, Jackson, none of your players, probably an absolute travesty, but none of them have made it into my team of the season, um, <laughs> which in itself sounds bizarre. You know, by default, you are the best player on the on AG this season. Um, but again, I guess maybe it refers back to my prior chat when we were talking about F1. I think, that, you know, you could give you the, the actual Coventry squad and you might win the league still. So... Um, so for me, no, I, I, I can I, I 
try and look a little bit deeper than just um, just what great player is scoring goals with uh, with with uh, players on FIFA. Yeah, um, I mean my picks obviously Isak, um, and I also went for Rodrigo. Maybe because obviously they've both scored over sixty goals, and when you score that amount of goals, it's difficult really to look elsewhere. Um, so. Let's let's agree on the front two. So, Isak, obviously, three of us have. Uh... Yeah, three yeah, of us. I'm, three I'm, of yeah, us. Yeah, just, just reading. Yeah. Three of us have said Isak. So, are we happy to agree on Isak as one of the front forwards? Yeah. Yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah, and then the other forward. Um, are we in agreement for Rodrigo? Or... I I can't I I'm going to have to be outvoted on this one because I will not agree to that. You're going to have to you're going to have to outvote me because I can't I can't on good faith put him in there when I know the difference Martinez has made to Worm season and like Mark said could potentially get him out of League One. I can't in good faith say that anybody other than Martinez should go in there. I'm happy to be outvoted, but I can't agree that Rodrigo goes in. Uh, Mark and Sofa, what's your sort of thoughts with Martinez? Uh... Personally, no, I didn't have either of them in my uh, my top two, but out of the two of them, I'm going to have to go with Rodrigo. Scoring that many goals is is unbelievable. Um, I know Jake is a, the best player on the site as well, but I mean, you still got to put him in the back down there, and, and he scored the most goals, so I have to go with Rodrigo. And so far, I I expect you're going to stay by your uh, your original pick. Yeah, I, I would I would say the same. I mean, if you if you say Josef Martinez because it was important for emotion one, that you should also mention Luis Muriel, who had uh, the same amount of goals for Bigby. So I don't know. For me, yeah, it's, but uh, Bigby it's would have been there regardless. That's what I'm saying. I I feel look, you know, but, but if you put where you get, I'm going to do a Piers Morgan in a minute and walk off this. <laughs> <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Maybe that joke doesn't transcend to Austria. I'm not quite sure. No, not really. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I can tell you what, though, your players are getting out, removed out of my team in the season, boys. They're getting scratched <laughs> off right now. Delete, delete, delete. Go okay. On, okay. So on, Rodrigo. Oh, Strix next to it. Rodrigo and Isak are the two uh, strikers up front. So Sorry, worm, try midfield. Uh, so obviously left midfield, right midfield, and the two centre midfielders. Mark the shark. Who have you put in your uh, midfield? Right in my midfield. Let me just take a quick look. I have put in one of my own players um, as a right mid, um, Gareth Bale. I mean, it's just quality for me. Um, I've only had him for like a quarter of the season and he's scored so many goals and it's just been so influential. Um, so I've put him in. Um, left. Oh, hang on. Let me just check. I'm looking at someone else's one there. Um, bear with me one second. There we go. Um Centre mid, two centre mids. I've got um, Tielmans from Buncey. He's just he's just been really good quality player. Um, Morton Thorsby. I'm not quite sure who what team is. It. I can't remember whose team is he. Jakesy. This is maybe Jakesy. And um, also put um, Promes in as well as left mid. But I'm not sure if that'll if that'll work because uh, I'm not sure if he's a striker or a cam. But I'm sure he's got a left mid on his. Um, so FIFA. Um, <laughs> so far, who is your midfield? 
Um, starting from right, the right midfielder for me is uh, Gareth Bale from um, Mark, Mark the Shark. Uh, he scored a whopping 26 goals and uh, that deserves him in the, to be in the goal of the season, uh, to team of the season, I think. For the left midfield, uh, I would say it's Promus from Dearest Desert Storm because he scored 34 goals, which is uh, quite impressive as well. Um, my two center midfields are Tielemans. Uh, I had him in like, uh, I think about 10 seasons ago in my team. He was, I say, the youngster back then, but he was already a great player and I really, really liked him back in the days and uh, he's doing really well for Bansi now. And my second midfielder would be my own Yusuf Magic Damia, 66 rated, 21 goals. I'm so proud of him. He did well in his first season on AG. Congratulations, <laughs> use of magic academia. Brilliant. Um, so proud of him. <laughs> <laughs> Jam, your midfield. Uh, right. Uh, well, I did have Bale and Demir, but no, they're saying it's fine. Uh, Bale, Bale on the right mid, uh, echo the sentiments of the boys, what they've said. I think, um, you know, some of the goals he scored, I think he, he's, what, was it six hat-tricks or something ridiculous like that? Yeah. And it's just absolutely unreal. So fair play, Mark. Well done. And, you know, you took a gamble on him, you know, before you knew that you wouldn't have to pay wages and all this sort of stuff. So, you know, big old wage to uh, saddle. Um, but uh, fair play. Um Yusuf Demir, again, 66 rated, echo what Sofa said. I'm so proud of him as well. You know, I'm sure his mom will be proud, his grandparents will be proud. Um, <laughs> no, look, 66 rated, score the goals, and, and, and the way that you use him as well, Sofa, is very, very impressive. So, yeah, yeah for me, he had to go in as part of a league win inside. Um, I'll come back to my other centre mid last, because that's the one that's going to need most explanation. Um, left mid, I actually went with Martin Elias, you know, I think for yourself, you know, to be uh, mid-table, um, you know, the, the mid-table position with a zero goal difference um, and still have Martin Elias score 42 goals is, you know, absolutely fantastic. And I think, you know, week in, week out, season in, season out, he seems to perform well for you. So for me, he has to be in there. Um, for me, the last CM I've put in there, I think just to give a bit more balance to the team, because uh, we've gone pretty much all attacking and obviously the lads have referred to how many goals Bale scored, how many goals Demi has scored and I've just said about Martinelli. Um, he's actually Reese James who I know technically is a right back but I know good, full well that Berger plays him as a CDM um, and I think if we had Berger on the podcast right now he'd say he's probably one of the most pivotal players to Berger's title challenge every season and he's one of the reasons he conceded the, the fewest goals in the Prem. So for me, Reese James at CDM um, will be a uh, potentially, you know, eyebrow-raising pick for some, but for me is is definitely warranting a place in team of the season. Yeah, I mean, I would agree. Uh, I mean, my, uh, I must admit, my sort of, uh, I only looked at the wingers. I always struggle with the centre midfield spot um, every time we do this. Um, on the right, I actually put Inaki Williams um, for Win- uh, mm. from Wint. Uh, obviously done very, very well um, this season. Uh, on the left, I, I did put Martinelli because obviously he's been absolutely pivotal for me. 42 goals. He's only a 74-rated player as well. Um, I think maybe that's why I picked him over the likes of Promes, who's much higher up uh, in terms of ratings. Um, but the centre midfield spots are, are really interesting. Um, obviously, you know, Demir, at his rating and uh, well, what he's done for Sofa, he needs to be in there. Um 
so right midfield I think we can all agree Gareth Bale in that right midfield spot yeah one of the centre midfield spots Yusuf Demir I'm so proud yeah, I agree. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, left midfield. We're going to do the left midfield position before um, we do the centre midfield. So, obviously, really looking at the sort of two positions, it's either Martinelli or Promes. Um, well, look, I mean, I'm I'm happy if I if, if I say that you know if you want to chuck Martinelli in the left mid and if you want centre mid to be promes I can I can deal with that because he technically is a cam isn't he so yeah it makes sense to me yep we happy? Have to yep we're happy with that okay so yep. let's do that then so right midfield bail the two centre midfielders are going to be uh, Demir and promes yes I know that raises some eyebrows and Martinelli on the left Right. We're back some good bloody defenders, I tell you that. <laughs> so, let's talk defenders. So, Mark the Shark, I'm going to start with you. Your back four. My back four, not including goalkeeper. Oh, yeah, well, we might as well do back five. Okay. Well, I'm going to go for Henderson uh, for Buncee. I think he's, um, he's conceded the least goals this season um, out of all divisions, I think. Um, so, I'm going to go for him. Um, left back. I'll go for it's difficult in defenders because if you don't play against them it's as hard um, I'd go for Theo Hernandez from Berger he's a quality player um, and right right back and go for one of my own Babu he's just an absolute beast even though I I play him in centre mid and he's officially right back um, two centre backs I mean it's going to be a bit biased towards myself <laughs> I'm going to go for um, Godfrey who's He's a quality player now. Gone to play for Everton, ex Norwich. Um, it's only 72 rated. Oh, I think he's gone up to 74 now. So I'm going to go for Ben Godfrey. And the last one is Retzos from Jakesy as a centre back. I've not really played against him, but um, obviously he's playing in the best team in the leagues and he's done well. So that's my five. Um, Jam, your back five in goal also uh, exactly for the reasons I was actually okay I've gone with Tapsoba from Bunsey and Godfrey from Mark you know like um, like Mark was alluding to there similar to Jackson you know Godfrey's in a title winning side plays really well and Tapsoba in one of the best defences in the in the entire AG League setup. so they, they were quite straightforward Left back and right back, I really struggled because scrolling through the um, the the sheet and, and again having a look at some of the players, aside from the ones who you know we, we get called out sometimes when we do these team of the season episodes for throwing in people that actually have only played three games, you know, towards the end of the season and come in in a BFA. I tried to look at players that have been in the season as a whole, or at least close to the season as a whole, um, and left back and right back there wasn't a massive amount of quality on offer and especially in the better teams as well. So a few, uh, a few little off the cuff picks, really I've gone for Alfonso Davis at left back. I know Jeff doesn't really play him there, but for me, he's still the best left back on the site, in my opinion. Um, and for right back, even though he's listed as a right mid on the sheet, Oh, hello. Did I, did I call out there, yeah. boys? 
I think you did. Oh dear, where did I cut out? Uh, you were meat. talking about someone no, on the sheet. Right meat. Yeah, right meat on the sheet. All right, yeah, sorry, that's Aurelio Buta, so the right back who plays for River. Um, Pacey plays for Royal Antwerp. He's uh, he's the right back I've thrown in because, again, I just couldn't see any other ones that I really fancied, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Sofa. I had a browse through the whole database of all goals scored by each individual player, and uh, I've picked the ones that uh, stood out most and had the most most goals scored because I wanted a tactic defense, not a defensive defense. That's why I picked uh, Lazaro as a right back, even though, well, he's my own player. I don't play him as a right back, <laughs> so it's a bit unfair. He is actually a right winger for myself, but he's listed as a right back and he scored five goals. So it's the the right back with the most goals, basically. So Lazaro for me as a right back. Left back, I've chosen uh, Jorge, George, whatever his name is, uh, from Andy Brill. Not because he scored the most goals, but because he conceded two red cards, which is uh, <laughs> the highest amount of red cards a single player has, I think. Aggression. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's not giving up easily. Um, the centre back, I have the same centre back as you, Cham, Tab Sober, because uh, well, first he's playing for Bansi, who considered the least uh, amount of goals uh, on HG. And because he scored three goals as well. So he's not uh, only good in defence, but also good in attacking. So I like that. And uh, yeah. Paul Lowe's Tendonker is my second centre back because he scored four goals. That's uh, as a centre back, so I guess he must have a lot of corner goals. Good. It's interesting, um, you know, that you've gone with the sort of attacking players. Um, let's just obviously goalkeeper. We all agree, uh, Henderson um, takes that sort of goalkeeper spot. Um, the two centre backs. Um, just sort of looking at who who's been said. I'm Godfrey. Uh, I think I'm happy with. If we're all in agreement. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other centre half. Um, just sort of looking through here. Um, obviously, Sofa and Jam went for Tap Sober uh, from Buncey. Yep, I'm happy to throw him happy in. I think. That, I think. Mark? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. No problem. Yep. Yeah, okay. So Tap Sober and Godfrey are our two centre halves. At right back, um, it's interesting because obviously a few people we've uh, all picked different players. Um, obviously... I think that for me, the the right back has to probably go to Mbabu in the sense that he was part of the title winning side. I yeah. think that that would be fair. I would agree. Um, Sofa, happy with her. Uh, and Babu, right back. Yeah, I would take him. I would take him. <laughs> I'm sure you would. Um, left back. So obviously we've all picked different left backs. Mm-hmm. Um, it has to be Andy Brill's uh, left back. <laughs> I mean, Do you know what? Andy Brill never wins anything, so throw him in. Yeah, he made a good case for him. Yeah. yeah. Right. 
Andy Brill's left back, Jorge. He could be the enforcer. Put one in early. Let me know you're there. <laughs> so, let's run through then the team of the season picked by the podcast. 4-4-2 formation in goalkeeper. In goalkeeper? Goalkeeper is Henderson. Uh, left back is Jorge or Jorge or however you spell his name. Our centre halves are Tapsoba and Godfrey. Our right back is Mbabu. Moving into the midfield, our left midfielder is Martinelli. Our two mid central midfielders are Yusuf Demir and Promes. Uh, our right midfielder is Gareth Bale. And the two up front forwards are Rodrigo and Isaac. So, that concludes today's episode so I think it's been good it's always good the end of the season ones um, so we will say our farewells Mark I'll start with you thank you for coming on as I said at the start of the podcast I hope you've enjoyed it yeah well thanks for having me guys it's been a, a long time coming but I thought this was a, a perfect opportunity to come on with a, my title win um, but yeah thanks uh, for having me on and um, keep up the good work um, Sofa, thank you for coming on. Thanks uh, for having me. Um, I boycotted the podcast for a very long time. Uh, since April 22, I'm waiting to, to hear all the the music the AG members did for a new podcast theme. So I'm looking forward to hear that soon. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, Jam, as always. Um, Thanks for coming on. Yeah, no, I think um, enjoyed this one, mate. Um, obviously, the team of the season didn't finish how I really wanted it, but you know what? I'll take it on the chin. Bounce back better next season. Um, but uh, yeah, no, good uh, good episode and um, good season overall for everybody. I think it was a successful season. Looking forward to the next one, which obviously was announced this morning, will be on the old gen. Um, just so if anyone is potentially listening to this and not involved in the AG League setup, which I know there's a few members who are in and out, um, you know, it'd be great to have everybody back in and, and have some new members sign up and, and hopefully uh, introduce them to the podcast as well. Definitely. And, you know, we say this every single time, you know, we've had two, uh, you know, obviously Sofa and Mark both making their debuts today. If you do want to get involved and you haven't been on before, please, please, please do PM either myself or Jam. It's so easy to do. Um, and we would love to have you on. OK, thank you very much. Um, well, that's one, that's one, that's one was the last Oh, hang on, here. hang on, hang on. Before we go, before we go, I think the result, I think the Worm and Storm may have just yes. uh, finished their playoff. Exactly. Drum roll, drum roll. Come on, Worm. Come on, Worm. Uh, I'm crossing everything. Let's have a little look. Here we go, here we go. This is like this is like the, the end of an MCU movie. Yeah. <laughs> this is like this is the so first going up to the championship will be Storm. Oh, yeah, he told you. No. I told you. Storm oh. has won one nil. Um, I know it. Beating Worm in the playoff final. So Storm, who at one point in the season thought was going to be in the bottom five or six, has now actually now gone up. So. Fair play. Well, well congratulations to desert storm well done storm right thank you for listening all and goodbye <laughs>